0: men among demons podcast
1: in a disoriented world this is the podcast that asks what would happen if we truly put christ at the center of our thinking
0: i'm your host dr daniel opperwall
1: and i'm your host dr greg weeb
0: hi greg hey man greg tell me about ChatGPT. what do you think about it everybody's talking about it um, I know we, we don't pre-plan these conversations very much, but this one that we had a little bit of pre-planning, like we, I think we want this eventually to kind of move in the direction of language more generally and what's going on with our culture and language. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, I'm going to lead it off with chat What do you think? What the heck is happening here?
1: Tell I think me think it's, it. I think it's the end of the world. I <laughs> think,
0: I think the robots are taking over. <laughs> that's it, eh? Yeah, that's it. Some people are saying that to be fair. Yeah, there are those who are saying this is the beginning of the end of humanity. The the of the are end. Going to kill us all.
1: It's at least the beginning of the end of uh, education as we know it.
0: <laughs> do you think do you, you're not being serious yet? Right?
1: No, not no. Because there are exactly. people who say those things
0: seriously. So no, I, know, I just I need to cross check.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think with all as with all other technical advancements, large and small, you know uh, how you how you educate in, in in light of them or in their shadow. Uh, and maybe it's more of a shadow. I mean, this might cast a bit of a shadow. Um, you know, you, there, there's always a kind of adaptation. Every, every, everything you think of, um, and re- reading Technopoly by Neil Postman was really helpful for, for me on this. But like everything you think of as as intuitive in, in education, like giving grades, like even grades are a technology right grades yeah. have a history they were invented at some point and actually they have everything to do with with books and the printing press and so now that now that we've we've got a, a massive shift towards um, uh, digital information and now with whatever chat gpt is you know th- there's going to be going to be further uh, educational technologies um, that that will will be will be shaped and adapt you know try to adapt to this situation what that's all going to look like, who knows, but is it going to be the end of the world? End of education? No, of course not. We like, we still have to do stuff. We still have to train others to do stuff, right? We still got to raise our kids to be good citizens. They, you know, we still have to have our young people, you know, be educated in the things that will make them, uh, you know, whatever productive in society or however, like however you want to you sort of functionally articulate that. So no, not the end of the world. Um, that's that's a weird one though, hey. I mean, so what what is it? What's what's ChatGPT? Not tech, not
0: technically. Um, well, I mean, made... no, no one fully knows the answer to what it is technically, which is one of the yeah. things about it. Is, <laughs> actually, does frighten me just a tiny bit, but uh, like but the yeah, whole yeah. B-
1: because it's machine learning. Because it's... because it's
0: machine learning, yeah. yeah. I mean, there there are people who could tell you far far more about it than we can, but there's no one who knows exactly what it's doing. That's the whole idea of machine learning is it, it teaches itself. To create its own algorithms that are not yeah. not known to us we didn't we didn't just go to create the algorithm ourselves it made it itself right. and it's in, kind of inside of a black box that's that's mm-hmm. the magic right. of it all
1: but um, like if, you know for if, if if we were to have any listeners who who have literally no idea what we're talking about when we talk about oh three, yeah yeah sure, so sure it's a little it's uh which is a little hard to believe but uh, but you know it's possible it's, it's entirely possible. good
0: for you by the way yeah, turn true. turn this episode off and please continue <laughs> to live in ignorance of this thing. Um, uh, turn yeah. it off right now. But yes, no, no, you're right. So for well, those who don't know, go ahead. Yeah, well, what it I mean, it's
1: it is a it's a bit of software that uh, predicts text, which is a weird thing to say. But that's as far as I can tell, more or less exactly what it is. Well, but what does that mean? So like, you can ask it questions in plain language. You like open up chat GPT on your browser, right? Open AI or whatever, it is. you know, open your normal browser and open up chat GPT and you, you create yourself an account. And then it's, a, it's got a little bar, like a little search bar. Like you're, like you're used to. And uh, you can type anything in yeah, just plain language. So like the distinction is, is you know, we've all gotten good at searching Google. Right, we think of, and we even have that as a verb, right? We Google things, and what that means is like you open up, you know, it's probably your homepage on your on your browser. So you open up your browser and and want to find something out. But like, like notice how rarely you you use plain language to to search Google, right? If you want to know, so we were just talking about before we started, before we clicked on, uh that the Maple Leafs are once again out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thank goodness. It's hilarious uh, for all of
0: there us. There is, there is, there are angelic forces in this world, Greg, <laughs> the kind that kick the Maple Leafs out uh-huh. every year. Sorry. Go Hard ahead. to know how related
1: they are to kicking the, the, the jets out, but I don't, you know, honestly, I don't oh,
0: no, That's a whole different thing. No, very different.
1: I'm annoyed by the jets, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so you so so you say you know I want to know what happened in the in the Maple Leafs game. I might type in to Google like Maple Leafs score something like that. That's which is not a sentence. That's not a question. No, with Chat GPT and 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 I do that in Google because I like I know that it kind of works best and quickest for me to whittle down. Wh- you know, whittle my question down. My question is, what was the score in the Maple Leafs game whenever? Um. You know, but I know that that Google will work best if I just whittle it down to the couple of keywords, and then it'll and then it'll pop up the answer. ChatGPT is different. You can you can ask it a question, and you can ask it to do stuff, right? So so it it so it you know quote unquote reads your question and can be responsive to it, uh, and that means so you can ask it a question like. Uh, I don't know what what kind of question would you ask ChatGPT? Write me. uh, This is what. Yeah. yeah. What were some of your What were some of your fun?
0: Generative, generative. Like it it creates prose. It creates. Yeah. It creates a response, and the the prose is, or it'll create poetry. The poetry is very very poor as poetry goes, but
1: um, it will like it will write it will write it will write write to you, and
0: the syntax is perfect. Um, I've never seen a syntactical or grammatical error. I anything w- I, i've done with
1: let's i want to talk about that i don't want to talk about that yet but i want to talk yeah. about that at some point cuz it's cuz it i don't get it and it's and it's crazy but like basically high level zoomed out you can ask it to do stuff and it'll and it'll <clears> do it you can ask it to generate writing and it'll generate it and it'll generate it in uh, uh, in genre well, how accurate it is kind of depends on a couple of things, but like, if you, you can ask it to write an essay, then it'll yes. write you kind of a, kind of a typical form essay. You can ask it to write you a letter, write me a cover letter for this job application mm-hmm. or write me uh write me a poem about, uh, you know, my printer or write me, um, you know, write me a play. Uh, with the following cast of characters and the interesting thing is like and and here and here's the plot and then and then it it will do it uh or it might give you feedback like that it needs more information or uh you know or whatever. or it
0: will or it will refuse on moral grounds i asked it to for certain questions um, yes for certain questions that's sort of interesting because at one point i asked it to write me a hundred word essay um on the you know the, the positive aspects potential positive aspects of communism. And it it did that. It wrote me a 100-word essay. Um, and then I asked it to write me a 100-word essay on the potential positive aspects of fascism. And it refused to do that. Oh, yes. It's so interesting. Um, which I found really, really fascinating. It could almost veer us off. It's arbitrary, the whole... frankly. Well, it's arbitrary if you understand those systems. I mean, I think this almost would just take us in a totally different direction. Yeah, the, right. the degree of comfort that our society has right now with communism is honestly becoming scary. And to see uh-huh. it manifest in in ChatGPT is oh communism is the kind of thing we can talk about seriously and it's like it's okay the people who are in charge of ChatGPT decided that that's okay like that's not immoral but fascism is still is still immoral we're not going to a- allow our machine to write a, you know defense of fascism like um, right? I do not support fascism I think it's horribly immoral and and I think it's justifiable to say my machine isn't going to write you an essay promoting fascism I think you know good for you that's probably a, a sensible move the. To let it, however, promote communism, uh, you know, just belies the people. The people behind these systems have absolutely no idea why and how communism is a fundamentally fundamentally violent system but i i, I don't like to back
1: like that to back up from there it's like but somebody
0: somebody is doing this there's there's, right. a, there's a human editorial that's right and that's th- yeah that that's something of interest for this conversation yeah. If yeah. someone decided oh i can let it write about communism i can't let it write about fascism that's across the line right i could yeah
1: when i so when i yeah because when i say it's arbitrary i don't mean in an absolute sense i mean in kind of a relative sense because what it's doing right. when it's extolling the, ben- the benefits of communism is not, what it's not doing is extolling the benefits of communism. What it's doing is, is predicting what an essay extolling the benefits of communism would sound like. That's what it's doing it's predictable well, that's, that's yeah it, that's
0: what we think right? it's doing that's what we think it's doing it's you know it freaks me out a little Well, it would I have to have article. intention
1: it would have to have intention in order to actually well, and maybe we could talk about i mean this is kind of what our conversation is about
0: like yeah 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 um, well it is exactly <coughs> this is the direction we wanted to go in because one of the things that has freaked me out a little bit about chat when i first saw it you know it seemed like a much better chatbot than any than any of us has ever seen. And that's why it's been so much in the news. And everybody's kind of flipping their lid about this. Because it can do things as a chatbot ch- chat that, right? you know, we, we... Okay, so I think the thing that's amazing about ChatGPT is it does something that we used to think a computer literally would never be able to do. And the reason is, and this is where it gets, I think, interesting for for a show like ours, and, and this is maybe some of the grist that we actually want to discuss. What's interesting to me is that we used to assume that a, a hundred word essay, you know, promoting the up the upside of communism. I should say, by the way, on that, if, if we're going to keep using it as an example, and it's a helpful example, it it ended the essay by saying, by the way, you know, there's lots of downsides to communism or whatever you know it came off with a kind of balance it, it didn't just turn into a maoist you know a Mao bot or something uh, <laughs> but that's because good it was, essay I mean, form. A relatively reasonable essay that's right because like, good it,
1: essay form would require some attention even if you're saying that these are the overall benefits right. Right. To, to, some, to, to a
0: counterpoint a, a yes. formal yeah,
1: requirement right. in the form of an essay
0: yeah, yeah. But so it, it's able to produce something like that. And I think previous to the <laughs> advent of machine learning systems that can do what ChatGPT does, we had an understanding of language such that that shouldn't be possible because we understood human, a human type of intent as being absolutely essential to how language functions. What gives me a really creepy feeling about ChatGPT is that it is producing language that in a blind test, I I, I absolutely admit, I, I wouldn't easily be able to tell was from a computer. I think we'll all be getting a bit better at that as time goes by, because it does write with a certain kind of style. It has a certain kind of voice mm-hmm. uh, that I think we're going to get more attuned to. But nonetheless, it's you know, it's grammatically flawless. It writes much better than a lot of my students. Um, it and uh, we used to think that that couldn't be done because we thought that was always the product of a human mind with with what we think of as opinion, a human types of opinion, a De- uh, direct with with intention. Yes, directly the product because this is still w- indirectly the product mm- of human intention. Well, that's that's true, and that's an interesting thing to kind of try to unpack and I suppose theorize about maybe that's all that's really happening here but what's impressive to me is that it can do something that we well we just didn't think was possible It turns out, what ChatGPT has shown is that it turns out that there are multiple pathways, evidently, to the production of a coherent, reasonably argued, not necessarily profound, but you know, reasonably argued, followable, coherent essay on something like whatever, communism or any topic you like. Um, there's another pathway to creating that, evidently. Which is what's which what blows your mind. So I'm a bit of a, a chess player, not a very good one, but a, you know a bit of a hobbyist. And um, chess computers have been better at chess than humans for a couple of decades now. Uh, but traditional chess computers they do it in a different way from a human. A human being has strategies and certain kinds of principles, as well as just intuition and instincts. There's been some studies done that have shown that, you know, the best chess player in the world, Magnus Carlsen, doesn't consider all that many more moves than I do. Three or four moves, maybe, on each turn. He just considers way better moves than I do. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, and maybe I consider three and he considers five. Maybe it's a little bit more, but it's it's in the ballpark. It's well, not and like how he's many, looking at thousands of moves. For,
1: right? for clarity, How many like how many chess pieces are on the board and how many... Uh, how uh, how many of your uh, especially at the uh, at the beginning of the game how many of your chess pieces could you conceivably move?
0: Oh, exactly how many opening moves? So there's an answer to that question. I don't have it to the top my head, but any one of your pawns plus your knights for your first move, right? So it'd right. be ten, ten for ten opening moves. Be ten, well, yeah. no, but you can either each move of one. one so one or two, two. so that it's would be 20, it. twenty. So you can it's 18, twenty, 18,
1: yeah, it could be 20, twenty twenty four eight eighteen. I think okay. it's 18. So for yeah, light, yeah. 18, light. 20, yeah. like whatever in that ballpark, but you're only, so there's a variety of moves, but you're only <clears throat> for however you do it as a human mind, you have already narrowed down. Yeah. Like you're really only considering four or five of them, three, yes. four, or five. Of them you or you
0: like are that. not going to think about one H1. You're not going to move your H pawn up one on your opening move. Right. Uh, and even it, as where, the game
1: is more complicated, you're going to have 20, 30, like... Every, every place that any, any piece that's movable on the board for you could go, it could get up really high, right? right? 20 moves, 30 moves, 40 moves, who knows, right? Especially if it's like, well, I'm going to move my, my Bishop one, one square or two squares or three square, right? Like there's yeah, exactly. like, yeah. tons and tons and tons of moves that you could do absolutely in theory, but you're only considering like you oh, won't
0: even think about because there are so many moves that you literally won't even think about. You're already
1: hierarchizing that that information. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Whereas a, a traditional chess computer, a machine learning chess computer maybe may work differently, but a traditional chess computer um, just calculates all of those stupid moves. Right. And it does it incredibly fast. It calculates moves that, you know, a four year old, who has been taught the basics of chess would never even think about because they are so obviously stupid. Like maybe I should throw my queen away with no compensation, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so, but it's able to pro, it, it's, it has such an advantage on clock time that it's able to process all those terrible moves so fast and process so many moves deep. And so many different options and get all the kind of per- just kind of rounds out the percentages of what the likelihood is that I'm going to win if I do this. And it just compiles that. And that's how it makes its move. That's how it decides what to do. And, you know, starting in the late in the late 90s, that mecha- that system within computers, computers gotten fast enough that the computers doing that were able to beat the best human chess players in the world, famously starting when, when Deep Blue was able to take down Kasparov. So, and, and, you know, now, nowadays it's not even, not even a question. Like, you know, those traditional chess computers are way better than Magnus, way better. He uses them to study and so forth. Um, So, and and you can run those on your home computer. You don't need a big system like Deep Blue. That was like, it's, it's child's play for computers now with these traditional methods to beat a human. But the reason I brought any of that up is that it's not doing what we're doing. It's found a different way to, in effect, succeed at chess. This whole other pathway that doesn't have anything to do with thinking about the game the way a human thinks about the game, but that can result in success within the scope of the rules of the game. What shocks me, and kind of, in some ways, I find disconcerting about ChatGPT, is evidently, (laughs) language is maybe more like that than we might have imagined. This computer has found some other pathway. What what we can be confident about is that the computer is not doing what we're doing. Right. It doesn't have intentions and emotions, <clears throat> desires, all these sorts of things that profoundly inform how and why we craft language and what it means to us. It doesn't have any of that. That's clear. Mm-hmm. Whether it has intelligence, I mean, I, I don't think so at all. Some people might argue a little bit. With, well, actually, I might caveat that just slightly just, just because it
1: freaks me out that it can
0: do theory of mind stuff that freaks me out but we might get to that later but anyway (laughs) it's (laughs) clearly not doing what we're doing it's doing something else and the fact that there's this whole other pathway to writing a perfectly coherent essay or gpt4 can you know pass the the bar exam uh in the 90th percentile in the united Mm -hmm. states like it's not just passing like it's 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 killing it. It's doing an incredible job at the bar exam. There's this whole other pathway to succeeding at the bar exam that it has figured out that has nothing to do <laughs> with how a human would approach that task. And we just didn't think that language was that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But, so I don't know. I don't know what we do with that. It's, it's, but it's but there weird. is
1: something, I mean, if, if you think about it in terms of like discarding all the, uh, discarding all the moves you, that are dumb that you're, that you're not never going to make. Uh, if you think about it in, in those terms, like, yeah, la- language is a bit like, that. I mean, we've English has a very, very big dictionary. There's a lot of those words in there that, you know, that's not going to come next in the sentence, right? The, right. Next, the next word in the sentence is not likely to be xylophone, right? You know, or or whatever, right? Yet, no, but it, it just was. And yet there it was, uh, <laughs> pick, pick some word at random. Um, <laughs> You know, so there, there is, there's just scads of the dictionary that can, that it can exclude. But how, you know, what is it, what is it doing? Or like, well, how is it learned? It's, I mean, it's learned. It's, there's two reasons why, there's two reasons why it's still, it's, it's generative products are the products of human intention. One, right, right, because, yeah. because the, the, the software is designed by a human, even if, even if it's quote unquote self-learning it's designed to be self-learning by a human, by by human intention. Yeah. Right. And then the other way, the, the other way it's, it's a product of human intention is that the thing it's learning on, the thing it's learning on what it's learning is, you know, the sum of human texts on the interwebs. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's why, that's why it like the, the, the way it can discard, you know, uh, 90% of the dictionary in when it's asked to generate an essay on the benefits of communism, like the word xylophone didn't show up in that essay. I'll I'll bet you dollars to donuts. And that's because that's because in all the human speech on the internet about and around words like communism, it's like, it's not there. The word xylophone isn't there in human speech related to communism.
0: You didn't, you weren't aware that Mao was a, was a xylophone prodigy.
1: Although you know, like, it's probably not not there. I mean, like, somewhere. You start to think about uh, all the you know expat Russian uh, composers in Paris, and uh, well, you know, in musical terms, you have to think of Shostakovich, right? Like,
0: not a big xylophone guy, though. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I take your point, and I think that's actually very, very interesting. Um, that, and, and this has been kind of my takeaway as well.
1: Not a big xylophone guy. He's got to have a xylophone in his symphonies.
0: he's 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 the greatest in my opinion just to be clear i love Shostakovich. i want i want want to make sure that's very very clear um it uh i think this has been my takeaway is that is precisely kind of what you're saying that you know it turns out the game of vocabulary syntax and grammar um which you know what that's the point you wanted to return to um It turns out to be if, you know, if you have enough data and enough processing power and, you know, a machine learning algorithm, it turns out to be basically kind of solvable the same way chess turned out to be kind of solvable. Chess is obviously a much more, you know, much smaller, tiny little universe. This is a universe that's so big. Language seems so big in comparison to chess that we thought, no, no.
1: Chess is a game and language is like a game of games. Right, well, we have, Wittgenstein right, called language like a game
0: right. all the time, and I think it's sort of interesting to think about ChatGPT. That was Wittgenstein's preferred uh, model for understanding what language is. It's a game being played, and what ChatGPT has been able to do with language is perhaps, I don't know, perhaps the greatest evidence we've ever encountered that that Wittgenstein is is quite correct about that. Right. That that's um, a good
1: way of thinking about it.
0: That it's a good it's, way of thinking yeah. about it. But but I think it has or a usable also, way of thinking about it, right? The reason right, right. chat
1: GPT works is because like what it what it proves what well, the thing it proves about Wittgenstein's Vick, point, point is that it's a good point. Like that's that you can yeah. actually usably functionally think of language that way. And the and the proof of, of the proof of the pudding is is that you can set up a you can set up an artificial player to play the game.
0: And successfully successfully and successfully play the game, yeah. Which which is remarkable and profound and slightly troubling because I think I so I th- this this is where my troublingness comes in because I think Wittgenstein himself understood well. That, let's we'll get off Wittgenstein anyway because yeah. I I don't think his point is that language is just a game at all. I think his point is quite consistent with what turns out to be the case with ChatGPT is that like there is a game there's a game aspect of language, but there's also more than that. Mm. (laughs) And, and there's, you, you, you mentioned early on that we still need to teach students, children, whoever to be good citizens. And chat GPT worries me a bit in that. I wonder if it's very existence, begins to make that harder because my fear is that people will be um, hoodwinked or conned into really thinking of language as only a game, as only a thing that is sort of like, you know, chess moves that can just be done by a computer if we want it to be. And that, that, that could be, End up being a kind of demonic force or demonic instrument in this culture. Um, I, for for example, I, w- I was saying to a colleague recently about this. <clears throat> We're talking a lot about ChatGPT in terms of academic integrity. You know, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. These systems. You know, they make a lot of types of assessments cheatable that didn't used to be very easily cheatable now. Right. Um, and one of one of my complaints I was raising with her was that. The whole ChatGPT model of what language creation is, all these people running around saying, let's going to replace all these jobs, or this is this new revolutionary, wonderful device, seem to be looking at language and communication and talking and writing to each other as though it's a problem to be solved, a thing that we just need to get done. The mm-hmm. way we needed right. to put you know, lug nuts onto cars and we invented robots that could do that quicker and easier and so you know we we just we just go use the robot now there's there's some social unrest around that sometimes because people say well what am i going to do now where's my what's my job and the, the economic implications of ChatGPT is a whole other conversation. But but in terms of the, the putting on the lug nut, I don't think anyone ever found that act very meaningful. Like they might have found the fact that they had gainful employment meaningful. They certainly, I'm sure, found the paycheck important or whatever, whatever. And those are good things. And, and that's great. I mean, people who work in those industries, that's, you know, God bless you. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that people get a lot of deep, you know, impersonal satisfaction, just putting a lug nut on a, on a car. That's just a thing that's got to get done. We're making the car, it's just a thing. And if, yeah. at a kind of existential level, at a kind of spiritual level, if a robot can do it, then great. Just let the damn robot do it. But language is, is different. Our communication, I, I want it to be different. And I, yeah. and I fear that ChatGPT is going <clears> to <throat> Convince us all even more that it's not. Because to me, language, we're thinking right now, right? You and I are talking to each other. Check. And we are thinking with each other's brains, <laughs> right? Together mm-hmm. using language. And the difficulty as I sit here being recorded, searching for my words haltingly right now. Just trying to form my thoughts, trying to articulate what the heck it is i'm I, I I'm thinking here is that's significant and it's important. It's not the kind of work that I would just want to have a computer do and just get off my plate so I can go do something else that that matters. This yeah. actually is the stuff that matters right. I think there are many things that matter for humans, but this is one of those things to to be pushed to are to freaking articulate yourself (laughs) like I'm being pushed to right now to communicate to another person. It's there's so few situations in my life where language, where what I'm writing is something so, so vapid or so purely communicative of of something simple and direct that I would rather just have a machine do it if it could. It, It does happen. You know, if I just have to send a memo, that's like, hey, you know, the, there was a problem with the yep. door lock on, on the second floor. Now it's yep. fixed. Right? That's not important. If a computer could just say that, I don't care. But most of my talking, even at work, frankly, yep. Yep. is actually a lot richer and deeper than that. Yep. And certainly in my personal relationships, it is. And so I fear that ChatGPT is going to convince us, first, that Wittgenstein had a point. That's maybe good so far. But but I fear that it's going to take us down the road of thinking that's all it is is—it's just a game. And if we can get the machine to do it, then great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like it strikes me listening to you that the most practical worry is not, I don't think, you know, we had, and and people have said this before about things that chat GPT is now able to do, but I don't think that you can have a computer do what we're doing because what what like what we're doing is articulating thoughts and and in a way that's 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 creative in a way in a way like coming up with something mm-hmm. like tap right tapping into you know um, tapping into some uh, some great unseen source of of wisdom and and knowledge and truth uh, doing our best to tap into it. And, and say something that approximates truth, have ideas, be, you know, be creative and, and, and come up with something. right? To come up with a topic. Is it, you know, can a computer, which by definition cannot think this way, can it come up with a topic unsolicited? Can it come up with something to say? Does it have, can it, could a computer ever have thoughts that drive it to, that drive, can it be driven, self-driven? Could be, could that drive it to to want to talk and and struggle to get the words out like i you know i don't think so i i think i I really don't think i'm I, i really don't think i'm being naive about that Maybe it's, there's a it's, chance, it's, but the, yeah. oh, sorry, just to make, just to make my point, like yeah. the, the danger is that we are able to do this and we could talk more about this too, like what, what we're doing. I mean, sharing our souls with one another. This is how Augustine envisions, like the, the use of language that we're bearing our souls to one another. And that, and that, that constitutes communion between the two of us, even though we're in two very, you know, different provinces and quite, quite a distance away. Mm-hmm. That's a really marvelous thing, but it depends on our a lot of practice with speech acts that are a lot simpler than what we're doing right now. doing is relatively complicated and that's why we're going to be searching for words that's why I haven't quite you know it's taking me a while to get to my point and I'm right I'm, I'm wending my way around and making different little subpoints and trying to trying to put it all together um, and and I'm only able to do that with a ton of practice my concern is that if if it is possible to outsource a lot of more mundane speech acts to computers that you know the same thing that will you know will happen to our uh, our speech to our memory with with the availability of all human information on our on our smartphones right like our memories yeah. go go to crap and our capacity to speak goes to crap the more we outsource these these skills and abilities to computers yes exactly
0: exactly and this and this is where um, I mean you've connected back into why I even mentioned that I was talking to a colleague about this because we're you know we're we're educational professionals were staffers trying to support course design and so forth um and 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 this was kind of exactly the point i was making is that a lot of the response in the education world has been well we got to lean into chat it's just like calculators you know first people resisted calculators but then we just got got used to it but i was i was saying like i i really i'm not sure that i quite by that because I do think that arithmetic, the arithmetic that a basic calculator does, I don't think that's valuable to a high thinking mathematician. I, I don't think, I mean, you do need to, hey, number one, you do need to learn how to do that, yeah. first of all. And so we still refuse to let kids use calculators until they've learned to like, you know, add and subtract by hand. Because right. they do need to get the theory and they need to get the theory by practicing. But once you get to a high level mathematician, like I don't think he's learning anything at all or she by sitting there and adding, you know, two 12 digit numbers right. by hand. That is just a rote thing. And if the machine can just do it, then great. That mathematician can move on. She can move on to something much more engaging and and actually think about mathematics in a deep way. I don't know that that's at all true with most of the language that we use. I think that's extremely rare. It was my point. And so I think to to t- to lean in and say to students, well, you know students are going to use it now, so let's just kind of design around it and they can kind of learn the strengths and weaknesses of the system. I mean there's a degree to which I think sure, I guess that's true. I mean if the thing is here, what can what else can you do? But at the same time, like I think there's something to be said for a, a, a valiant resistance to this that says if you if if we raise a whole generation to never exercise the muscles of trying to frickin' find the words that that's that's not good and i i like you and i detect your fear of sounding like a luddite i fear a little bit sounding like a luddite as well people always bring up oh plato thought writing things down in the first place was a terrible idea uh because we'd all lose our memories but the thing is he wasn't wrong about what happened to memory i mean he wasn't wrong about that no that's right it just turns out that the benefits outweighed the cost uh, and, and I would say they do. And the benefits of writing and the printing press outwe- outweigh the losses of memory. But in this case, I think there's some serious questions about whether those costs you know, out- outweigh what we're going to pay for them. Um, and this has made me as an educator, and someone has to think about course design in these ways, I, really more afraid lately than I thought I was going to uh-huh. be. Uh, because because it's the need to practice that. And I was going to say on this too, like when you were when you were speaking there, like I was, we're not going to lose the value of humans communicating with humans. That's not something ChatGPT can ever do. AI art is never going to be studio art. It might be perfectly fine for like a meaningless visual thing for like a poster or something. Um, but the, what gives me absolute confidence in that is the fact that pe- we we still watch people play chess. We do not sit and watch two computers play chess and call that the world championship. Ooh, right. We don't care about that. It was interesting for a little while. We use them to study, but who's the world champion? It's actually not Magnus anymore. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, right. Uh, just, just, but only because Magnus decided not to compete for it. Who's the greatest chess player on the planet right now? If I asked anyone that question, they would either just not know, or if they know a chess, they would say Magnus Carlsen. They wouldn't say Stockfish Five. <laughs>
1: Don't but Stockfish
0: 5 is the strong, right? Because what we care about is the beauty. What's exciting, if you like chess at all, is to see somebody make the discovery, make a beautiful move, and it's exciting. And we we see the creativity behind it. We see the human intuition, the genius. Like, oh, he's, he's, he found this thing. Yeah. It's like if we could watch robots play football, you know, and they would just do it, everything perfect and fast and boom, 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 boom. Uh, it'd be a, it'd be a really cool novelty. We might watch it a few times, and then we'd really be like, this, "Okay, we're totally bored with this now. We want to go back to Washington the humans because what we want to that's see as right. humans say something, right?" And and art. So th- so when you talk yeah. about things that the computer can't do, human to human communication, the computer can't do, and that is a hundred percent for sure because that's by definition human to human communication. So when I go to an art museum, we might have a little room with computer art. As a weird novelty, art museums forever, as long as there are human beings, will be full of art that was made by human beings, even if it was computer assisted in some way, it was made fundamentally by human beings to communicate a human idea to another human. Because that's all what I'm doing at the art museum. I'm not just looking at amazing technical displays of of paint. No,
1: that's right.
0: Um, and so, anyway, to circle back to that fear as a kind of educator and so forth, the, the, what you were expressing is that if if people don't get the exercise and the practice of trying to do it using language, we stand to lose something very substantial, and it does kind of freak me out. Yeah. Because we won't be good at that anymore. It's like, if we just let the computers play chess, everyone, all the humans will suck at chess. And because what we want to see is humans play chess and do something cool and amazing. Yeah. If we just outsource it, uh, I don't mean use them to study, because that makes us stronger. I mean, truly outsource and be like, well, the computers are just playing chess. Then, Then there is no, now chess is dead forever. We all yeah. walk away. Because that's boring as shit. We don't know the game anymore because we're like, the computer does it. We gave up. Right. Yep. And I fear that a lot of students are kind of walking down the primrose path of that with with respect to language.
1: Yeah. I wonder, oh, man, there's layers to unpack there. I mean, like in a certain sense, you're, you're always. Yeah. So this kind of what we're saying is that the students who make use of A.I. to write their essays, are fundamentally cheating themselves. Like the thing is, what they're not doing is becoming more powerful thinkers and speakers because writing like, right. Learning to write, learning to research and make arguments is, is, is powerful exercise, uh, to become a powerful thinker and a, and a powerful thinker. Like that's what you're talking about. Right. When you, when you want someone involved in your company or, you know, as a, you want to follow a politician, uh, well, maybe that's a bad example, but like, you know, you, you know, human, humans will always sort of at to some level be attracted to, to powerful thinkers and speakers and there's, and you're not, and people aren't going to, people aren't going to get that way by outsourcing their, their speech practice to, to AI. But there's always going to be people, what's realistic, Everyone wholesale is gonna is gonna be tempted by by AI and and stop writing writing papers and and researching and and doing the hard work of learning how to think and speak. Uh, no, no, probably not. Right? No. This gonna no be it's it's like really.
0: In a people certain, still play chess, man. Like people still bother in a
1: certain way. It's it's kind of a rebound back to a distinction between elite. the the distinction of elite education yes it's just going to be it's just going to re reintroduce tiers of education you're going to have people you're going to separate functionally practically the people who who do the work themselves and are capable of working at high levels and those people who uh you know tried to go to university but couldn't help themselves and and didn't learn a thing (laughs) yeah uh and those right like Occasionally you're going to have a bit of a savant who, who, you know, for whom university was too boring and got chat GPT to write all those papers and, but was a genius anyways. Sure. But, you know, 99 out of a hundred or more, you know, those, those folks, if, even if they go to university are not going to be the powerful thinkers and speakers uh, that that you need at high levels of any organization. That doesn't mean they're going to go away
0: altogether. Right. Right. Which would re-incentivize, you know, I, I, I think, for example, just writing emails is so much more important, at least to my work anyway, than, than people give it credit for. And to have, to have skill as a writer, to be able to set a tone and have a voice because there are so many things that you're communicating that are not denoted in your stupid email, uh, the fruits that this bears for me as a project manager, just for example, are often enormous. There's there to be able to send someone an email that maybe is only a couple sentences long that basically tries to tell them you're behind (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) on, on a, you know, a project milestone. We need that. Uh, And, and we need it really now, um, or, or very soon or even yesterday or whatever mm-hmm. but to do that with a kind of tone and approach and a timing and all of these really subtle things that keeps that person's morale up that keeps the buy-in up so they don't feel shamed so they don't feel attacked so they don't feel like you're saying hey you suck mm-hmm. uh, because it's the best way to make sure you don't get work or good work out of people is to make them feel like like you think they suck like these are very these are not easy things to do you have a three cents Email and the people who are skilled at that will be more successful, it will go further. Uh, and the computer, you know, it's <clears throat> It's not a human and they can't know that person, you know, like I know because sometimes it comes down to the specific person, right? Right. You actually know that other human being and like the kind of person they are. (laughs) And like, maybe it's somebody who the best thing I can do, maybe it's you, Greg. And the best thing I can do if you're behind is just give you the gears, bust your balls a bit. And uh, that's what you're going to respond to. But maybe it's somebody who's really delicate and like very anxious, you know, and I I need, I know I need to be like, I got to be careful so even in the scope of work, like those kinds of communication skills, they're a pretty big deal. And I, and I fear that it's not great for society. If even like, I think your point is the elites are always going to be around. There are still people who play chess for whatever reason. I'm one of them. I can't even explain it. It's just a dumb game on a board, Like it's, (laughs) uh, it's, I just, I just enjoy it. I really love it. And uh, and I've been loving playing with your playing chess with your son, Mm -hmm. uh, my godson. Uh, and, and that's great. It's a, it's a great pastime. But there's uh, people still do it. We don't know why. The computer's have been better for us than, than us for, for ages. We, we still do it. People are still going to do that with writing. People are still going to do that with literature. Humans are going to write novels. People are going to write every word of their novel uh, forever. People are yep. still going to paint paintings with brushes. You know They just still are. Even after we invented the, the, the camera, the photograph, people still yeah. paint. Yep. They changed how people paint. Uh, but yeah. people still play, people still perform plays in the theaters. We've had movies for a hundred years. <laughs> like, why do we go to the theater? What are we even doing? And some of the differences are so subtle. So none of that is ever 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 going away. Right. But I do think there's a potential for erosion uh, in a more rank and file way yep. of skills that is probably good for for both individuals and society for people to do a little hard work to refine as much as they can. Not yeah. everyone's going to be the best at it, but it's not a bad idea to have a little bit of a sense of how to craft a piece of text. Yeah, Even if all you're ever going to do is email your colleagues, because that's communication and doing it well is, is pretty important. And ChatGPT is only going to do it. Okay. It's going to do like a D de- like a mediocre cruddy job. But if you want to be, if you want to do a good, good job, like something that really reaches that specific colleague with that specific message in just the right tone, you're going to need to be able to do that. Or you're going to need to be able to refine the computer's outputs to, to accomplish it, which amounts to the same. It'll-
1: yeah. I mean, you could ask, you can ask chat GPT, you know, to write you three three sentences of gentle reminder to do this and that and this and that. But what it but what it absolutely cannot do as currently designed is take into account specific
0: context. Yeah. Right? Well but to know to know to ask it for a gentle reminder versus yeah, knowing right. knowing when to say, no, it's time to knuckle down. Like maybe I'm dealing with a vendor and they're not like one of my internal colleagues and I and I need to send them something that's like no seriously guys you need you need to get me the thing now that's right and actually express that i'm angry maybe that's exactly what i need so but to have the present to know that that's the tone i need Mm -hmm. now maybe the computer could emulate it if i as long as i can tell it please please write me a three sentence angry email to a vendor who's (laughs) dropped the ball right but i the fact that i know the tone that i want in the in the email is a product of the fact that I've written so many emails and have practiced right. that so many times. Yeah. And right. what is a what is a person who's come along and just always had to compute emails for them yeah, forever? That's right. Will I they know, even be able that. to identify that? Oh, here's the tone I want.
1: And yeah. So there isn't. Yeah there, there there isn't a huge gap between, um, you know, being being literate and and being able to speak and uh and having that discernment, right? Having the practice, right? There isn't a big gap, but between it's not one thing it's not one thing to be able to write and speak and another thing to be able to to, to, to discern what is what is helpful in a situation those things are
0: a lot more closely that's connected exact, that's exactly than, my point they're actually is. the same because and this is what i think i i think would be interesting to cover in the second half um because we're coming up here at the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on our first half it, the, Is is that chat gpt itself And a lot of what's happening around it, a lot of what's being said around it is predicated on a utilitarian notion of language that I think is horrifying and has already been wreaking havoc on our society. It's profoundly demonic. And that utilitarian notion is is the notion that all that language accomplishes is taking a fully formed, fully clear idea from me and transferring it to you. You know, the way a computer might transfer a file to another computer. Language is a file transfer system between individual human beings. And so it's something that can be sort of fully accomplished by a computer. I think that idea if thought, predates ChatGPT right. <clears throat> solidly. I think we've had that idea floating around yeah. for quite a while. And I think it's insanely destructive on our society. Right. Uh, and I, I think it'd be interesting to unpack some of that in the, in the yeah, next and half, then if you, if you uh,
1: yeah, that's right, and then if if the idea you have that's fully formed within you uh, isn't conveyable in the language, then, but it's not it's 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 not sacramental at all. Is well, pick
0: pick that up in the second
1: half. Yeah, let's do it. And there goes the devil creeping in my life's desire.
0: Just to recap that first half, although everyone's just heard it since we're doing these episodes all together now. Uh, <laughs> for ourselves. Recap it for, oh, for, for our
1: respect. own sake.
0: We were talking about language as a file transfer system, was the way I put it, versus you had mentioned sacramentality, that this theory of language as a kind of file transfer system lacks sacramentality. So what what do you mean? Well, okay.
1: Well, sacrament you know, they, but part of the idea is that the sign or symbol conveys what it, uh, you know, bears what it signifies. So that, I mean, that doesn't sound that distinct from what you're talking about, like a file transfer system. And yet for that very reason, our use of language, okay, like in in, you know, so in our conversation, obviously just trying to think out loud here. That's kind of I guess it's kind of our MO for this. In our conversation, you are using words to convey thoughts. It's actually more complicated than that, but let's say for a moment that's what you're doing. But to the extent that to the extent that those words convey your thoughts, they actually have an effect like the bodily words that you can hear have an effect on me. I can understand something about you. So it's not just that, that um, incorporeal, you know, silent thoughts, thoughts that don't exist in, in space anyways exist that, you know, thoughts, your thoughts that don't, that aren't perceivable to my senses then through words become perceivable to my senses for that very reason it's it's not just that that it's like they have the effect of 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 communicating your intent your thoughts you right it's like thought to word and then but then word word to thought so like by by very definition it's like a there there's you know it's a two-way street right the words the, the you know your words are somehow shaping me they're shaping yeah. me into someone who is to the extent that we agree or, or, you know, whatever, like they, they, you know, through these words, we're participating in a kind of unity here. We're participating in a kind of communion. You know, we can, we can damage that by, you know, disagreeing or not being, you know, if we're speaking two different languages, we don't even understand each other. Then we don't have, you know, we don't have well, that. Well, just dis-
0: disagreement could, could also permits a, if it's approached the right way, right? right. Yeah. Well, right. I just disagreed with you, right there. Yeah, that's
1: right. And I now I feel closer to you than ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually. There you go there, you go.
1: <laughs> so I mean, it's
0: not disagreement isn't inherently damaging. I don't think it can be. It can be if it's in, you know it's entrenched, especially if yeah, it's built on misunderstanding. Course, that's but right. that's all. That's all to your point is that there's a kind of there's a kind of community. That's why we've had such a great friendship all these years. I think you you'll, yeah. I'll never forget our trip to Chicago eight hours in a car talking the whole way just like this and when i stopped for gas i got out to fill the tank you hopped out of the car so as not the eight hours to pause the conversation on eight an eight hour drive was
1: not enough even the even the brakes required had talking. to
0: continuously yeah. talking but <laughs> it, it right it's it's I think that's part of what language is meant to do. And actually even in the breach I was just thinking in the break there, even in the breach when language causes people to really break down or break apart or relationships to suffer which it often does, it's still it's revealing of something, right? It's still there's 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 a kind of there's there's a kind of communion required for language to be able to 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 break down or mess up for an argument so you get a big big huge fight or an argument with a with a loved one about politics and now your relationship is never the same as damaged that argument the words that were spoken had must have had a very profound significance they showed you something or appeared to show you something about the the mind of the other person or the soul of the other person. And it turns out that that something was something you didn't like and wanted to run away from. Yeah. But even, even if that's what happens, it it's still that something has been, you know, two minds have gotten closer together for a moment and that scared the hell out of both one or both of them. And they ran for the Hills, you know, when you realize that you're horrifying, awful, viewpoint that you just you can't be around anymore Um, is still a kind of communion it's a it's a fallen communion
1: but it's mm -hmm. almost better
0: that's almost better to me than the empty file transfer view Uh, because like it's it strikes me that the thing that's going on in our society lately that chechi just feeds into does not invent but i fear that it will feed into is is a very demonic Notion or set of notions that that I know what I know and that I know who I am. Right. And so the work of language is merely to transfer that to right. other human units so that they will know what I know and they will know who I am. And I think that I think that it's just so profoundly and horrifyingly wrong. I yeah. don't know really anything. And I definitely don't know who or what I am. I am always looking for those things. And by talking about them with someone like you, we think together. And the bigger we can make that community, the more people we have who can think together using linguistic tools. And not just conversation like this. That's wonderful and great. Um, But also things like Reading prayers together, reading the Psalms—the words of you know thousands of years old words of King David and others—who teach us how to pray and transfer those words to us, and that brings us closer to his soul. And by being closer to his soul, in so far as yeah. his soul is close to God, we become close to God. We have communion with with David, the prophet. We have communion with God. It words in various kinds of contexts through that sacramental function that they have, or that sacramental, whatever mode or that you might say, uh, bring us closer to each other and to God right. and, and so on and so forth, precisely because I don't know anything and I don't know who I am. And so I don't yeah. have the ability to file transfer complete information to yeah. another to another unit. Yeah, you know, work well,
1: like? I mean, I think we have, right. Like this is, I, I think of a long criticized aspect of modern thought that, that kind of presumes a, a stable subject, right? That you have an identity, you just, you simply have an identity. And it's a question of like mediating that identity to the world, right? Getting that identity out. So other people, but that, it, that in a way that presumes that it, that you already are who you are, um, but that, that, that seems to be pat, patently false um you, you know no matter no matter how hard some people these days are trying to say you know this is just you know and especially these days pe- people are identifying in terms of their desires and in terms of their pa- identifying with their passions um in in a way that's that's deeply problematic for the human soul i mean the thing is the stable identity the, the comparison it it, it it raises in my mind is that like the one with a stable identity is the angel and uh, for good for good and for ill, right? Like the angels as it were are are uh, you know crystallized in their identity perhaps from the very beginning of their existence. And some, you know, they're, they're presented, you know, this is how, this is how it works in, in, in Augustine. It's a little bit complicated, but let's say sort of, you know, sketchy sort of schematic, you know, angels all at once come into existence and are presented with the love of God and in the love of God and, and, uh, but must, you know, there is this element of like, will you love God yourself? And if, and those who do, you know, find the fulfillment of their of their identity and being eternal, right? Eternal, not as God is, but but immortal, without without death. They don't have bodies that die. They are who who they are for the the entirety of their existence. The good angels bless the Lord and always behold the Father's face, as it says in Matthew, as Christ says. And uh, and and the demons are not are not subject to salvation. They don't have salvation available to them. They've decided to love themselves. Over God and have become demons, and that's and and God prepares uh, a lake of fire for for the devil and his angels, whatever that means. But in in a sense, in, in but one of the things it means is that is that there's a prepared end for them. There isn't salvation. Christ Christ doesn't come to save to save the demons. Um, there isn't. They don't have access to the to. Whereas for humans humans are given access through mortality humans are given access in the fall god gives human ac- humans access through mortal bodies which 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 allow us to play and discover our identities out over time that's the grace and then also that we would have a common that we would have a common nature through generation that that god himself can enter into and take upon himself that we have a human nature that is connected through one another to one another through generation through you know through giving through giving birth that god himself can enter into and heal from the inside in a way that 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 gives us healing so that we can so that our salvation can play out through through time so so we have so like and language is central to all of this so, you know, language, it's exactly not just about issuing forth a static, you know, pre-existing identity. In fact, it's just the other way around, that we have to be given language as the primary tool. I don't know, you might, then maybe there's something to be corrected here. I, I'm just, again, I'm just thinking a lot, but we're given language as a primary tool for the shaping of ourselves towards salvation, yeah, I think so. Now that we shape, right? But it's like exactly what you say. We pray the Psalms together. Well, what are we doing? We're taking on someone else's words in order to shape us, right? In order to be shaped by the words that God has given us through David, through the psalmist, uh, and fulfilled in Christ. That David wrote these Psalms exactly because Christ is who Christ was, right? That that David wrote these Psalms because Christ is coming. And and he wrote this songbook of Christ miraculously, sacramentally, mystically, uh, prophetically, right? He writes this this songbook so that we might might participate in Christ through David's words. And Christ as the as the savior of our of, of our human nature, like gives us this ancient, ancient method um that's more than the psalms there's so many things that that go on in the medicines of the church but this you know in terms of the psalms like gives us this language through david to connect to him mm-hmm. and the work that he did on the cross and the resurrection uh, that 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 you know gives us gives us access to to god like you know wh- whatever like the 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 profound mystery that's going on whatever it is what it's not is that i've got some stable identity that i
0: use language to get out <laughs> That's, it's not it's all about shaping me I was just thinking like what happens if we ask ChatGPT to write us a psalm I mean I'm sure it would write me something I could probably run the experiment yeah. right now I, I just don't want to have to log in or whatever but but it's um, maybe I will after the show I mean I, however it
1: mean.
0: yeah it'll imitate however, it Right. Well, I'm sure it can. I mean, it could write me all kinds of things. It, it, one of the most famous things it's done so far is write instructions for how to get a peanut butter sandwich out of a VCR in the style of the King James Bible, which is brilliant, by the way. And people <laughs> pointed to that as, you know, a, a, a proof that ChatGPT can be creative. But as you pointed out, no, it's actually just proof that the person who came up with that idea is That's a freaking right. genius. Hilarious <laughs> comedy genius. That's not came up with, didn't
1: with come, up with the with idea. Chat GPT didn't come up with the idea.
0: Somebody, some comic genius did. Good for them. That's whatever the, it that's means. The, that's right. Whatever that's it means to come up idea. with
1: an idea, it's not what Chat GPT was
0: doing. Yeah. So, but if you ask it to write a psalm, I mean the the depth, and th- this is just what I fear has already been lost in in, in so many respects in our culture. And that ChatGPT and these AI models, at least with respect to language, they also are doing lots of other things, some of which are fantastic. I mean, I, I want an AI doctor diagnosing me pretty much as soon as possible. Like, that's a, <laughs> that's a fabulous use case for pattern recognition right. machine learning. I think that's it's fantastic. There's good things that are going to come out of this. Yep. Um, but you in terms of lawyers language.
1: earlier, too, right? Like, there's a ton of legal work.
0: That, yeah. Right? A ton. But Aavis, that, yeah, go on. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get there, and we'll, we'll find those utilities. So I'm not all anti-machine learning. People call it AI, but machine learning is by far the better, the better way to talk right. about it. But but when talking about language generation, like what I'm what I'm more afraid of is that it's just leading us yet further down a path that's yet further away from appreciating that language is the kind of thing that, in the hands of thoughtful, prayerful, spiritually healthy human beings. Who are looking to the angels rather than the demons, that language is the kind of thing that can produce the psalms. Mm. Just to meditate upon that point, if you know the Psalms, or all of Scripture really, but I feel like the Psalms is, is kind of the absolute pinnacle because they're poetry, right? Like they are the, 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 the sort of ultimate, you know, language in its, in its freest, its most fluid, its most just essential sense Mm -hmm. just simply connecting us to the creator All of what's going on with Chat GPT, the conversation around it is an extension of something that was happening long before, which takes us away from any realization that language can be that. And just further towards this notion that, well, if if the machine can emulate the style of the psalm, then that's what a psalm is.
1: Well, I mean, I think like the like the concern is that it's not just it's not just Christians, it's not just Christ who used language. It's not just Christians who use language. It's not right. It's like the language is used by all the false gods. That's all by and all the cultures that surround false gods. Like there's a reason. Uh, there's a, there's a reason the son of the son of God is, is known as the logos as known as, as speech itself, right. As known as the word. Um languages like language is that important for conceiving how we how we can you know how we can connect and become united with God the father right that's how important language is is that the son by whom we by whom we are reunited with God the father is known as the word
0: um but that's but, that's profound man like it's but it's all like all
1: the gods had oracles, right? They all had liturgies and rituals, and all had ceremonies that were all linguistic, and were all using language. I mean, the fear with Chat GPT is that this is that it like could literally become an oracle, right? That, that people could literally think of it as a psalm writer, as as a, a fount of wisdom yes and exactly. and and you know just like the old uh, the old whatever speech tubes that p- people implanted in the statues and the idols of the gods to <laughs> to speak oracles through these these statues that we've got here a, like a little black box machine that can speak on behalf of the divine
0: and well and that's already true and when you worship technology then this is the voice of technology yeah and these are exactly the things I the, the things I fear. But I mean, your point right there that Christ is the logos, the word. But it, logos is also the pattern of the universe. What it, what this what that's about in John's Gospel is that Christ is the word, the word that is the perfect word, the word that is the word so perfectly aligned with truth that it is the very pattern of the universe itself, identifiable one to one. That became a man. That's Christ. That's John's radical, wild claim. It's wild, even within the scope of Greek philosophy. This, this notion of logos long predates John. Long predates John. It goes all the way back to the pre-Socratics. That there's this pattern of the universe that is a word. It's a kind of word. It's a logos. The same. The same word for word and pattern. And, and for John to claim that that became a man, it's mind-blowing. I mean, nothing if that's if that is true, you need to drop whatever you are doing. Your life can never be the same if you apprehend that the very pattern, that is the very word. And I think you're absolutely right that something like something like ChatGPT, but this whole notion of language that we've got just keep seems to keep barreling headlong in the opposite direction of appreciating word in that sense. And it's, it's, it's not the very faithful, well-informed, very thoughtful Christians that I'm worried about. I think in a, in a a true, like a very, very spiritually healthy society, this tool wouldn't worry me at all. I would say it's a tool. Well, We'll just figure out the places where it can produce some content for us and where that's useful. And that's dandy. That's fine. Uh, It's, it's this tool entering a society that's already so very unhealthy with respect to its relationship to language that, that makes me trepidatious. That's what kind of scares me because you're exactly right. If we were all worshiping the one true God and I, you know i try i don't know that i'm doing it all the time but i'm trying you're trying a lot of a lot of people are trying um and but we're failing but we're we're definitely living in a world where a ton of people and i probably most people aren't even trying to worship the one true yeah, god that's right. and are actively looking for idols yeah among us christians that's like nice. i'm i'm like can orthodox christians go use chat gpt for stuff that it's good at i would say sure i've already done that like i don't see a problem with it but you've got to, when you're going to engage with a tool like this you've got to have your spiritual ducks in a row you've got to know who god is you got to know who the word is because this is going to be doing something with language totally different from that but in a society that doesn't know that in a world that has nothing but idols around it what what is this going to do to
1: such a world Like it's, it's kind of interesting to reflect that it is an attempt to generate speech without understanding, like, or speech without thought. Like it's really interesting. It's speech from below, right? Yes. It's the attempt to generate meaning. Like it's, it's a, uh, like it's the ultimate materialist dream in a certain sense, right? The attempt to generate meaning without reference to anything above, without reference to thought, without reference to truth, and it, it will, like, it will readily lie. It will oh, lie. All the time. Right? And it'll, 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 it just, it'll it make it up. It'll just make yeah. stuff up. Yeah. Uh, I, I had, yeah, there's, there, I keep thinking of a column I uh, I read uh, that just was really helpful. Like um, Colby Kosh and with the, with the post wrote a really nice article who did, who did, you know, ask GBT these things. It's, uh, it's as though I asked, you know, tell me about, uh, which is what, what? what kosh did but tell you know ask chat gpt to tell tell me about uh uh the scandal greg weeb was involved in
0: oh yeah Yeah. right
1: i've never as as far as i can tell i've never been involved in a scandal
0: certainly not the one that it cooked up right
1: and you know kosh is a is a is a journalist uh you know he's you know people have opinions about what he what he says but he's never been involved in, in a scandal. And it's like, well, in ba- back in 1997, he was involved, you know, he was accused of plagiarism and blah, 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 right? None of this ever happened, right? It will make stuff up. So like, like the, the attempt to get, you know, generate, generate text, right? But what's text but an attempt to mean something, right? Generate meaning without any reference to, to anything higher, understanding, truth, intellect, God, you know, much less God, Um, right like it's 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 the materialist dream right
0: so it's a step along what it seems to signify is another step along the way because what you've already seen in society is well, we're gonna cut out that god layer you're just you're you were talking there about a certain kind of hierarchy Uh there are many things you can refer to and there's it's almost like I'm very hesitant to even put it this way, but it's almost like layers of truths, uh-huh. like kinds of truths in a certain sort of hierarchy there. There are absolutely true things you could say about the physical world. A scientist might study the laws of physics and chemistry and biology and these sorts of things. And you can say true things about that. And that's a certain kind of layer. And that's, that's great. It's lovely to study that. Uh, we, you know, we, we, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, and there's you know there's higher layers higher layers higher layers the the, the very highest layer is God, you know in the, in the old old days, uh, not not that I'm just being nostalgic about it, um, but there was a certain wisdom to when when we used to call theology the queen of sciences, not because people like us are the most important people I don't think we are, but because of an apprehension of that kind of hierarchy. Yeah, the, orient- the, the orientation of the, all the things. God is the highest possible thing. That the that the investigation
1: of things yeah. really finally only makes sense oriented to God and oriented at like insofar as those things are God's things.
0: They it's gonna to it's gonna be the highest. Honestly, even if you answer the question as an atheist, it's still the highest layer. How does it all like you're just to talk about God is just by definition, simply the questions relating to the highest, absolute highest layer. That's what, right. right? Like that's just all that theology is, no matter what take you have on it. Uh, But we have a society that wants to say, well, we're just not going to ever ask that question. We're not going to ever talk about that ever again anymore. Not in one direction and not in the other. There are some utility utilitarian benefits to that. You don't know, have wars of religion happening in Canada right now. I think that's good. I think, a, broadly speaking, a tolerant pluralist society is probably a good thing compared to some of the options. But in pursuit of that possibly good idea, we've also, like, you know, lopped off this whole layer of, of discourse that is about the divine. And 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 I think it hasn't just stopped there. I think we've now eroded... Any meaningful discourse about moral philosophy, too, which yeah. in a lot of ways just naturally follows. Like now, if we can't really talk about God, it's going to be very difficult to have a unified moral philosophy because we don't know what the next highest layer is. We can't yeah. talk about it anymore. So now, now this second layer is screwed up, and 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 on well, and on. And, and, on. And,
1: and the thing is that all that moral philosophy is. Alistair McIntyre is very helpful on this. All that moral philosophy is is traditions of of. Traditions of understanding and, 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 and modes of behavior that are conducive to shaping humans in that tradition towards that highest level of meaning. Right. Right. So, so you have, so without the highest level of meaning, you can only get rid of that highest level of meaning if you sort of, as modernity did, assume that it's self-evident to everyone. Rationality is self-evident to everyone. We're all the same as a universe, you know, universal humanity. And, and you can sort of, you can wind up functionally doing away with God and functionally doing away with tradition because traditions are those things that tell you, you, okay, you got to go to church, you should pray, you should try praying the Psalms, you got to do these things. And that's how, that's how you get shaped into the right, the right kind of human. That's how you fulfill your human nature. but human nature is just given, right? In modernity, you lop God off. Everything is, you know. all all, you know wisdom is self-evident if only you can you can be reasonable about it and uh you know you you, as it turns out then you wind up being who you know you are who you are and you don't get shaped. there isn't a final end that you need to be shaped to there isn't a final there isn't a god overarching in in relation to which you need to find your way you, yeah. in relation to which you need to over time use language be a part of a family be a part of a community and a tradition that helps you figure out what's your place what you know what what are you like where do you go wrong where do you go right how can you how can you how can you be shaped so that you do a little more of the right than the wrong and you wind up being a functional member of society like all of this stuff all only makes sense if you've got a kind of common point that your community has with reference to which it it, it has all, you know morals and ethics and and practices and habits and traditions that that get that help get everyone where they're going.
0: Yeah yeah I mean unfortunately so many families and communities and people have done such a poor job of that in this fallen world you know abandon the whole project and that that's the problem with without diminishing how big of a deal it is that we've done such a bad job you know the church has done a terrible job being all full of humans but the project is still the right project i feel like yes in spite yeah. of in spite of how far le- how far short we've fallen it just it, it can, has you know, to it be that way, to otherwise, food. otherwise, it's pure emptiness. And this is exactly—I think—you're exactly, think exactly right—that ChatGPT is a is a beautiful example of pure emptiness. The reference to nothing. The, like,
1: yeah, like what's interesting
0: is uh, a,
1: a while back I was listening to John Verveke's um, podcast. What's it called? quite Me- meaning crisis something about the meaning crisis can't remember, but, but what struck me about that was like actually a number of times he talks about AI and he's involved in AI. He's a lot of AI modeling about uh, thinking he's involved in AI modeling, you know, for, for psycho, uh, psychological research. But what he, what he talks the point he makes that it would be really interesting to, to dive in further was is actually how central to the the project of modernity that ai is just this this like this imagination that you should be able to replicate human thought and understanding um artificially that a human that that a product of human making should should in some sense be able to like a human should be able to make a, make a human or something, something human-like, that that's actually central to this whole modern project is is really fascinating. So it's, it's really part and parcel with this, uh, yeah, with, with, with ceasing to have God mediated by traditions and, and that's sort of in a certain sense, ceasing to have God as a, as a, as a functionally important, like important for the functioning of society a little hard like i i'm, I'm sort of grasping at, at the words to describe this but like the, the 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 centrality of ai to the modern project is is really striking like there's something really modern and kind of materialist about like this is kind of a fulfillment chat gbt is kind of the like is a real a real fulfillment of a real goal here it's not the it's not necessarily the whole thing but like it's not just an accident it's part of the it's part of the it's part of the modern project.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's exactly right, and it's it's what makes I think this is probably what fuels people's you know freaking out of about ChatGPT, the, these these dystopian these doomsday predictions that are out there that I, at a pragmatic level, I think are absurd and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ChatGPT is sort of like having maybe a seven year old who has a kind of perfect memory of everything that's ever been written. (laughs) And his memory is actually too perfect and therefore Uh makes stuff up and uh, says things that are completely wrong. He also remembers all the the wrong information and has a cognitive capacity, like a bit like a child. So that'd be kind of amazing. I mean, if I could have a seven year old in this room that just remembers the entire internet with perfect clarity, (laughs) I could find ways to use that. That could be really helpful, um, uh, but 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 a lot of people are are really afraid of this. I think partly it's just because they watch too much sci-fi and whatever, but partly it's because I think I, I think it speaks to what you're saying. There is that this is really quite fundamental to the modern to the project of modernity, and that we don't want it. This is this is my own feeling that's actually grown more over time. Like I don't want this machine. It's It's like,, um, I've been mean, kind of working on an essay on this and and the the example I came up with for the essay I've been hacking away at a little bit is it's it, it's like fentanyl, the drug. you know, I don't doubt that there are clinical applications of fentanyl. Right. I know that there are. I don't doubt that it is helpful for those applications. But take a step back and look at the world. We would be better off if no one had ever invented that. Now that it exists, it will get manufactured. The cat is out of the bag. We will never go back to a world without fentanyl. And thousands of worldwide, I don't even know, tens of thousands, I don't know. But enormous numbers of people worldwide will die every year from now until the end of time because fentanyl exists. It doesn't matter that we don't want it. of the 8 billion people on the planet could get together and vote and say, we would rather have a world where there's no fentanyl. It wouldn't matter. There would be fentanyl in the world. As long as there's a hundred people who prefer to make a dollar right now for themselves and just say, screw all the rest of you. We're going to manufacture fentanyl. Then it'll be out there and it will kill people. And that's just how it is. And this is kind of how I've started to come to feel about ChatGPT. It's like, it's not that I don't think there are benefits. It's not that I think there's no, there's there's nothing good about this. It's just the more time has gone by, the more I feel like on on the balance, I'd rather we just never invented this thing. Yeah, I just don't want this. The things that it's going to make better, we can already do. They're not that hard. I can certainly write, freaking emails to my colleagues it's not that onerous right like and the drawbacks are potentially very very big and it gives it just makes me feel kind of sick to it to my stomach when i think about it that way but but you're exactly right it's the project of modernity to say we we should we should automate everything we should recreate intelligence it the project of modernity in in cahoots with capitalism too, that never stops and says, maybe there are some things that are better if they're hard. Maybe there's some value to having to strive to write a poem or or even just a damn work email. Maybe not all friction is bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I I, I think this, I think this feeling is what, like this is part of, I think this is part of the the whole mythos of fall of falling angels. I mean the the demons, the fallen watchers in the Enochic literature are the source of our knowledge of metallurgy and warcraft, cosmetics, like all these things that like this it's it's this kind of feeling. It's like we've got like someone discovered this from on high. But not not necessarily the highest high. There's <laughs> some like there's some spiritual power at work, and as a direct contrast to the logos who comes from the Father eternally, right? Like this is this is a there's a spirit at work here, and and is it part of is it a spirit that is it a spirit that eternally worships the Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit? Is this a spirit that, or is this like? Or is this, or is this one of those spirits that bestows these quote unquote gifts uh, from the, from the gods onto humanity of this marvelous power that, I don't know, man, maybe we could just do without it. Like, okay, yeah, it's extremely powerful. So yeah, we can, we're going to find uses and, uh, you know,
0: but isn't the very debate itself Some evidence that it's (laughs) not be a good thing. I mean, again in this essay, I've been hacking away at. I was I was reflecting on Charles Lindbergh landing in Paris, and the response, the reaction to that. You know, the man became a worldwide hero overnight, and if I had been there a hundred something years What's ago this
1: first first transatlantic flight or something like that first
0: solo transatlantic For flight solo trans-Atlantic. and what the, and what this portends is we're all going to be able to just hop on a plane you know in toronto or winnipeg where you are and get, get to paris in the same damn day we left but you, you can know, or overnight which you can't and and i think okay. that's great i do that's and that's i think cool. that when the world received that I'm not really aware of a whole hell of a lot of people who came out and said, Hey, the the world will be better if we if it just takes, you know, three weeks to get to Paris, right? Um, maybe there were some people who said that. I don't know, maybe some people who worked on ships and were maybe, afraid of this yeah, I'm thinking they were just the working on planes the, now. Mm-hmm. I think just, I'll just work on the plane instead. I don't know. Yeah. But like I, I think overall my understanding of that historical event it was it was, it was just it's just joy and like wow we can do a thing we couldn't do but, but the point oh, i'm making no. there is that it's not it's not that technology is evil right but but the fact that we have such a debate and we have so many people who are very concerned even if they're even if they are irrationally concerned even if their worries are nuts even if they think that chat gpt can kill all of humanity which is ridiculous just no simply not. Uh, But even even if they're out to lunch that way, like they're worried. And the fact that there are so many people that are worried all the way up to like whatever, your Elon Musk's people who have been making statements about we should pause research in this field for six months. We should do this. We should do that. Like that's disconcerting. And I feel like that's maybe a a notable piece of evidence that that maybe this is not coming from the right direction
1: that's right it's a bit like i mean it's a bit like flat earthers like their very existence tells you it tells you is a warning sign is a warning sign that there's a crisis of authority happening here uh yeah like (laughs) yeah elon musk that's that's exactly right you know this it's an it's an emotional uh response and it, it's very very tempting to panic and that's that's a that's a passion that's an emotional response and is it gonna like is it gonna play it how those those emotions you know are most worried like okay probably not but like you it's like how it's like a bad dream like you should just you should pay attention to it because it's telling you something right yeah, yeah. uh and 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 what it's telling you is that something's askew, something's not being integrated here. Something something is being presented that it's the body is not it's not digesting, and it's either, it's gonna it feels like it might fire it at one one end or the other <laughs> prematurely. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's not I, it's not I'm gonna sorry, it's man. not sitting well. Like this has been introduced. It's a it's a bunch of junk food, and uh, my stomach is a bubbling. It's not it's not sitting right. I think those what those comments are, you know, uh, they're not they're not predictive in some straightforward sense, but they're telling you they're giving no no one invaluable knows valuable information. But yes, yeah, um, spiritually, those, Yeah, spiritually, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's right. I think you know, caution is, but I think yeah, like you know, what's it? It's it's gonna what is likely what kind of retrogression. I mean, it's it's going to be anti-liberal, predominantly. It's going to introduce these these hierarchies. It's going to what what education we're trying to open up education to to everybody and and education is going to want it being most effective for those who do their own work, and and least effective for those who use this this wonderful new miracle. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, well, just like fentanyl can relieve some pain for well insured, and yeah. people on the street get to That's die right. from it.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll help those those who are yeah those who are closer to the bottom are good gonna get we'll a bit them. of a boot on their face Paying Christ.
0: Right? Yes. Yeah. So what does the Christian do then, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're not we're not fans of being just, well, just go be among the elite. <laughs> we true. care as Christians about about those who will suffer most from this kind of thing. I mean, the economic thing is, is something we haven't really talked much about and, and probably, to me, isn't really worth discussing because we don't – or not very deeply because we no one knows what's going to happen economically with ChatGPT. I don't lose any sleep about the economy and these machine learning mm-hmm. models. But, but I'm not the one who's going to pay the price. Like my right. job is not under threat from this. It's simply not. Right. My job is – the entire thrust of my job is literally working with people, right? That's what I get paid to do all day. Uh, It's not under threat, but there are many jobs under that are potentially. Yeah. So what, so it's just, just to make your point that Uh, like the most vulnerable, the lowest rungs of society, uh, you know, are, are going to be the hardest hit by this. Um, So do we, do we flee? Do we protect ourselves?
1: I mean, like, Look, Orthodox Christians aren't anti-hierarchical. So, you know, the introduction of hierarchies isn't, isn't like, you know, maybe it's revealing something that we've been studiously ignoring this whole time. I don't know. We're not, we're not actually liberals. No, no. Um, but uh, like, I think that, I think that I'd want to, I'd want to stay vigilant the the more I'd want to pay attention to the extent to which this becomes an oracle and like a literal oracle. And, and we have to remember that we can't, we can't share table fellowship with demons. And so we're always having to be cautious about where false gods are, are, are popping up. Um, and I think that there's a, there's a risk here that there's, that there's, uh, there's a risk all over the end. I mean, the, the, the internet itself is, you know, like, probably talked about like social media being a kind of a kind of a new roman forum right like the guy you know the central the central place for for the the main cultic activity of of the of the uh of the nation of the people you know there's something like that going on here too it's a little bit different i'd, I'd want to be real vigilant about 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 worship about false worship about cultic activity about looking to this kind of thing for wisdom and answers and solutions and um but in terms of the human impact like those of us who are capable the me's and you's of of the Orthodox world I th- I think we've got to try to you know maintain our own discipline um you know continue to be reading the scriptures right and not chat GPT not asking I mean it's it's an interesting thought experiment to ask chat GBT to write a psalm but you and i we're going to have to continue praying the psalms and knowing those psalms and and knowing about the human experience from through the eyes of david and through the eyes of and from what we know of and and continue to be uh leading members of our community that and that means being responsible for holding and cherishing the the gift of faith and, and scripture that we've been given, understand it as best as we can and share that understanding with everyone freely and openly and, and let people know that hope is here and not in chat GPT hope is here and not in getting some piece of technology to do your work for you hope. Right. And not, and, and uh, hope is here. And, and the true source of information and truth is, uh, is Christ and the Holy Spirit will confirm it within you, um, and, and that you should seek to be shaped by Scriptures and the liturgies and the sacraments of the of the Holy Church, and that that is where truth uh, can be accessed, and not through your browser, um, right? And it doesn't matter whether you're one of the one of the elites like us, or semi elites like us, or however you position us, or you know, our day laborers and our, and immigrants looking for, looking for whatever work. I mean, that, that's our job. We know that our hope is not, and we can share that. And we must, we, we, we must share that. And we share the true hope of, to me. I, yeah. Like it's, it's back to the, it's, it's the nuts and bolts of the faith man. Right. it's, it's That's that's,
0: that's that's. And I a hundred percent agree with you. And it raises a question for me as, as we kind of close here, do you think, do you think the demons ever overplay their hand? Because one of the <laughs> things that's occurred to me, yes, about ChatGPT <laughs> is that these technologies might ruin the internet and I might be happy right. about. It. Because if the here here's something with which you brought up way at the beginning of the episode. These machines are able to do what they do because they rely on enormous you know vast libraries of human create. As machines create more and more and more and more of the text on an insanely rapid speed, yeah, right. I should expect the noise to signal ratio will get worse from the copies of the photocopies of photocopies, photocopies by by of photocopies of photocopies, and you start to have things diminish. I swear to you, my brother, Google has gotten worse, and I don't know if they are working with AI in the background. But over and over and over again, for example, it had Orthodox Easter wrong this year. That's I literally fantastic. made an announcement in our church in public, like everybody, Google's wrong about when Orthodox Easter is. It's a week later because, you know, you and I had that conversation I know. and everybody was finding. I'm like,
1: dude, you're wrong about when Easter is. And you were and like, dude, I'm like, no,
0: no Google <laughs> is. And I made that announcement to church and uh, and several people were like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing, because we used to, it used to seem completely, it used to know the difference between Orthodox Easter and Catholic Protestant Easter, and it screwed it up this year. Uh, Google recently, just a couple weeks ago, I was trying to get to the Rogers Center to watch a baseball game in Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh, I I really should have known where I was going, but I parked in a weird spot, and I couldn't see the tower from where I had parked, and so I was like, I'll just call it up. And I'm going to, it'll take me where I need to go. And I don't know downtown Toronto that well. And so, uh, and again, I couldn't see the tower and it took me to city hall. I Googled it, my man. And I, I got the entry, you know, Rogers center is a, is a sports facility. There's a picture of the baseball diamond, the, and I click address. It's wrong. So anyway, all will say, yeah. I think Google is getting worse. I really do. The information seems less reliable. The traffic information is way less reliable. I don't know if they're counting on AI in the background. Anyway, I, yeah. my point isn't to rag Google, yeah. although yeah, that's, no, that's fine. Right. It's just to say, if you start to see this writ large, and if a lot of people start to notice the information I'm getting from the internet, from Google, from Bing, from wherever is crap and not reliable anymore. I wonder if that's maybe good. Yeah. And these AI tools do produce a lot of crap. I was going to read to you, um, and I might as well now as. Now that you bring it up. Now that I bring it up, the bio it wrote for me, (laughs) ChatGPT, 100 word bio for Daniel Opperwall. I asked for it. It said this Daniel Opperwall is a digital marketer, content creator, and entrepreneur. Yes. over a decade of experience in the industry. He is the founder and CEO yes. of the digital marketing agency Dop Advertising <laughs> where he helps businesses All sizes improve their online presence through effective marketing strategies. With a passion for creating engaging content, Daniel has also built a strong personal brand as a social media influencer and content creator. He regularly shares his expertise on digital marketing and entrepreneurship through his blog and social media channels. Daniel is dedicated to helping others succeed in the digital world and is constantly seeking new ways to innovate and improve his work. Listeners, none of this is true. I'm Go. literally not even on Facebook. I'm you got to live into your identity. I'm the there, last man. human being who's not on Facebook. <laughs> I do not own an advertising agency. So, but the point of that is, if the internet turns into crap like that, that is magnified into other crap, into other crap, into other crap. Uh, there, there's an optimistic streak in me that's looking at this and saying, well, maybe better, maybe worse is better right now. Yeah. To get us off of the way we're already hooked, including me. I'm no exception. The way we're hooked on these systems to tell us the truth, to get us to the baseball game instead of sitting down and looking at a map like I used to, trusting my own instincts, learning how to read a damn map like I did as a kid. Uh, and, And instead of just trusting the system and finding myself 30 minutes away from the ball game and basically running there. Maybe that's good. Maybe I trust a lot less what yeah. I see from computers. So do you do you think demons overplay their hand? They screw it up? Oh yes, absolutely.
1: I think that's. I, I think the fathers will tell you that as well. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's an example, a specific example in Augustine. But I mean, at the very least, there's just natural limits to these powers. Like it kind of reminds me of of the exponential growth curve in populations, right? Like as 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 a population. Grows exponentially. There's a point at which, like it, it just the the exponential growth, you know, consumes all the resources and it, and you 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 suffer rapid population collapse. Like yeah, like that. There are these patterns in nature, and there's no reason to think that this this kind of you know this wouldn't be the same kind of thing. Being victims of your own success. That's why that's a trope. That's why it's cliche. Yeah.
0: What was that? Snake eats its tail.
1: Snake eats its tail. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah, these so, systems are, are fundamentally parasitic and they are already eating their own tails. They've only just yeah, got to the very tip. Yeah. But if you let them go hog wild, the whole internet will become absolute garbage very quickly. Like that's right. I wish that I wish the 2012 Tigers had won the World Series like ChatGPT told me. <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> but if the internet becomes a world where that's the kind of information I get, it's all gone to hell. And that could easily happen with these systems just running on their own, churning out content on their own. Like absolute insanity, chaos. So if the demons are overplaying their hand in the space like that, is that because there's some inherent conscience, a kind of compass within us? Because demons like chaos, but the chaos ultimately destroys itself in the face of, of a human or of, of, of an entity that has enough of a compass to say this is too much chaos. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. Is that what happens? Well, I mean I think like
1: that's that's part of the meaning of like it makes me think of that that you know scripture says that, that the demons are a sport sport for angels that there is and and the story of the flood right like there's this is promise that we're that that humanity's not going to get destroyed by chaos by a, by a flood. Like there just are limits. You're not like a pandemic is not going to destroy the world. It can't, it can't go forever. You can't have, you can't have viruses that are both highly contagious and highly, uh, uh lethal. Uh, right. Like there are trade-offs in nature. There are trade-offs in nature. You can't just grow forever Right. Like all, like all these things, I I think that's, I think they're all related. Like God has set an order to things and the order of things includes that there's a limit to demonic power. If you want to think of it like really in spiritual terms and, and that there's just, there's a limit to how much you can destroy yourself. There's a limit to how susceptible do you are uh, to, to, um, catastrophe and and, and and whatnot, right? Like I don't know, I'm throwing a lot of things at the wall, but I think
0: oh, you're, you're bringing me to tears, man. That's the <laughs> most optimistic thing I've heard. <laughs> that's beautiful, that. though. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. In, in a God who has transformed death itself into life. Yeah. And promised with the sign of the rainbow that we will never be destroyed again by flood. Yeah. But instead, he will come again. And that's how this ends.
1: It's like, what's the That's worst? That's our God. That's right. And, and with that overcoming of that, with the overcoming of death, it's, it's like, even it, like, what's the worst that can happen? Even death is not beyond God. Yeah. So the, I mean, there is, yeah. is, there is no, there just is no rival to God in the order of things. So things, yeah. are, can things get bad? Yeah. Can we suffer? Yes. hundred percent. And will to a greater or lesser degree. Right. Can we experience catastrophes, earthquakes, floods, fires, famines? Yes, it happens, uh, you know. And may the Lord have mercy, ah, uh, on, on all of us. None of it's beyond God, right? the The resurrection has been has been given to us to participate in. Love God, love Christ, love the Holy Spirit. Attach yourself to Christ as firmly as you can, and then not even death can take.
0: I'm going to be thinking about uh, the rainbow a lot. I think from now, because that's that's dead on, man. That's the sign that this this isn't what gets us. He comes again. That's right. That's how the story will end, and that is a promise.
1: Jeez, brother, there's a lot of rainbows around these days to remind. You. But that's just it. Like the yeah. cha- the kid, the chaos, the un- the undermining of the order of of things, the the threat to education itself, the threat to our you know the thought itself that the computers are going to do all the thinking for us. All who knows what identity politics and and I am who who I am and you can't tell me otherwise. That, all that chaos. Right. You can't like there just are, as it happens, all these rainbows around to remind you that like, no, it's not going to destroy. God is bigger. And <laughs> that yeah, that
0: that's It had not occurred to me that in way. A, in a bass, backwards way. That's really interesting. Right? I, I had not thought of that until just this moment. Like, this very second. The demons put up the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but God's it's still, like, that's my rainbow. <laughs> it's still the rainbow. That's that's profound, man. That's That, that says it all. Yeah. Well, ChatGPT won't be the end of us, my man. Nope. The Lord will come back probably after we're dead, but who knows, maybe tomorrow. Never know. That will be the end of us. Let us rest <laughs> assured. I, but I like what in what you're saying, it has a bit of a closing note. Because I'm a a bit of a skeptic. I'm not a person of... I don't think I'm naturally a person of faith.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Sure.
0: But I like that in what you said, you could point to some empirical things, some things that I can look at and, and think to myself, that's right. You know, populations don't rise exponentially. Chat GPT, these AI systems, they can't go on. They can't go on forever. Because they are destroying their own basis for existence.
1: Yeah. No, that's right. They it saw, can't yeah.
0: balloon to infinity because if it starts to balloon to infinity the whole system collapses and will shrink back down to the point at which humans are the more dominant voices again. And then you know we we might have a sine wave effect. Mm-hmm. At maybe at most we might have mm-hmm. many but but we won't have I like the fact that that's that's empirical, and that seems to me to be pretty much demonstrably true. That's how things actually. Do. I think so. It's not just that scripture says that, which is also really important too. But but it's like I, that's not why that
1: scripture says it, right? It's because yes. it's true. Because <laughs> right. that's that's yes. actually the it's order both. of things.
0: It's both directions.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's
0: true. Yeah, in both directions. That's that's comforting to me as a person who's yeah. He was a skeptic and all yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that a lot in the back. Yeah. amen, man. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, as we end this show once in a while, when it's a Saturday that we're recording, um, it sounds like we should go to liturgy tomorrow. Let's do it. I think that's what we should do. That's what we should do. That's what I'll do. God save us. Yeah,
1: God save us. Night, yeah.
0: I hate to turn the tables on you But I just had to table In my
1: mid-twenties now I need more money